Welcome back to another episode of Mood AF, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Nikita. Thank you for joining me today. As you know, here at Mood AF, we are all tea, all shade, and all offense. So if you take offense to anything, please, this is not the show for you. Just like there are plenty of bread aisles and there are pretty, plenty of different loaves of bread, there are plenty of podcasts. My show is not for the week. So anyways... Um, before we get into all tea, all shade, and all offense about today's topic, of course, we are going to start with old tea and new tea. So old tea, last episode, you know, um, I spoke about the ugly side of healing and, um, you know, I linked some resources down below. Some of you have reached out to me to let me know that you will be looking into therapy for yourselves. And to me, that's awesome. Um, Just please be mindful that it might take you some time to find your therapist, somebody that works for you. So just be easy, be gentle with yourself. Understand that it's going to take some work. Um, Sometimes it takes quite a few tries before you find your person. Um, So as we know that the whole Megan Harry interview came out and then, you know, the ugly brother who used to be fine back in the day came out and he was like oh we're not racist yes you are shut up if you weren't racist then why does prince philip look like he is literally yo this man looks like a whole rotting corpse like the man looks like he's decaying okay like yeah i get it he's 98 99 some shit like that but like yo the man dead ass look like he about to die in like six seconds but you know anyway so um a couple episodes ago i touched on uh looking for a job so I'm gonna like incorporate this into old tea so I had an interview with um this Italian firm okay it's like an Italian uh law firm and the owner of the firm spoke no English and all of my interviews were conducted via whatsapp chat um video chat you know how the Europeans and the, and the Caribbean and everybody and their grandmother love them some WhatsApp. So here we are. And um, first of all, the owner, like I said, spoke no English. So he had his assistant translate. And then he also had um, his son on the call, like play translator too. And the son would essentially be my boss. So um, they asked me like, oh, do you speak Italian, blah, blah, blah. And I was obviously like, no, I'm sorry. Um, And I'm not going to lie. When I did the first interview, my hair was straightened just because, again, like, y'all don't, if you're not a black woman who works in corporate, like you're not going to understand how hair is a very big microaggression. Granted, it's against the law for them to discriminate against you, um, for hair texture. But a lot of people don't understand like that shit is still like prominent alive and well. Um, and my hair hadn't been washed since, you know, I had done my color, which was like two weeks. So I'm like, damn son, I really got to wash my hair today. But I didn't want them to feel uncomfortable because you know 
damn i interviewed her monday her hair was straight i interviewed her again on wednesday her hair is curly and not a lot of people can understand the transition they can understand the process and then i don't want my hair to become a topic of conversation my hair looks one way when it's straightened and it looks a different way when it's curly and like i ain't gonna lie my color is super fucking vibrant and it's really vibrant when my hair is in its most natural state so I didn't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable, nor did I necessarily want to be uncomfortable myself. So I was like, all right, we're just going to thug this out. Um, essentially, I did the interview and the owner, who is the dad, was like, do you live by yourself? Um, are you married? How do you take care of yourself? And I was like, yo, what the fuck is up with these Caucasian people asking you the most fucking astronomically disrespectful questions? Like, bro, why are you inquiring about my marital status? Like, wh- I, how do you, why do you want to know who I live with and, and uh, like who takes care of me? Bitch, I finance myself. I moved out of my mother's house and was like, yo, bro, if you once you leave, bro, ain't no turning back. You you gotta figure out how these bills is getting paid. You feel me? So like I just ain't on top of that, these questions are illegal for them to be fucking asking you. Like, and when I'm in the interviews, it just be taking me aback. Like, I'll be like, whoa. And then um I'm currently working with um like a new business partner, her name is Eve. And Eve is, uh, you know, helping me navigate through the corporate world because like she looked at my resume and she was like, yo, this shit is so fire, bro. You have so much experience. There should be no reason that you are making less than a nice number. Like the number that she told me, I was like, yeah, I'm really lowballing myself. Like what the fuck am I doing wrong? Anyway, so um, Eve and I go through like interview tips and we go through like, you know, certain shit that we should be doing in interviews like questions we should be asking whatever whatever so she was like Nikita when they ask you these questions do you not like say you're not supposed to ask me that and I'm just like bro I don't want to be that dickhead like you know what I mean like I don't want to be that douchebag but like all of the grown women in my life who guide me and you know help me navigate through my day-to-day you know they're always like well Nick first of all you sat in a whole fucking interview that you shouldn't have sat you you sat there and waited over an hour for a woman to ask you if your father was a substance abuser and then now you get in asked how you finance your life and how you take care of yourself and if you live with your parents and like what your marital status is like what the fuck is that um so yeah uh i had another interview after that and it was a remote position however the schedule conflicts were going to be real great. Like granted the time my shifts would have been essentially one 30 to nine 30. I know that summertime is coming up and why the fuck would I want to work until nine 30 on a Friday night? Mm -mm, I'm not doing that. Plus what y'all was paying me. Definitely not. Like those of you that are still looking for employment in this pandemic, please have somebody like really sit down and review your resume for you. Like if you need a person, I will put you, I will gladly put you in contact with Eve, especially those of you that are like receptionists and admin assistants, like, and you've been doing this shit for some years. I guarantee you Eve is going to be like, yo bro, you're lowballing the fuck out of yourself. Like, and these companies really be playing themselves because they know the type of experience and then they know the money that they should be paying you. And they're not trying to pay that. Like, especially if you're a woman of color, 
so don't ever lowball yourself or ever make yourself like sell yourself short or some shit like that like enough with that it's 2021 these companies know exactly what the fuck they're doing and it is what it is so that's old tea now new tea (sighs) the murder of george floyd and the Derek chauvin trial um i've been paying attention to this because i know that they picked the jurors and the jurors of which that they picked yo you could tell that the system like we already know the system is not designed for black people like we know that it's not designed for minorities it's not designed for people of color in any way shape or form but it was crazy to me how unfair the juror pulling was like juror number 37 was a black woman who unfortunately had to see the the murder on um from a facebook post and she watched the entire video and um she disclosed that but she said she can separate fact from opinion which i respected and completely understood and you know i felt like it was so necessary obviously it's necessary for her to disclose that information but yet they told her that she can't be picked as a juror because she can't separate fact from opinion when literally she said she could the only thing was how could the only thing that she really said that like made them a little like weary of her and they were like no 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 no, she can't be a juror was the fact that she said um I had to watch the video like I can't get that video out of my head like everybody's seen it which is not a lie so juror number 36 wrote on his questionnaire that had George Floyd listened and come and and uh complied with the police he would have been alive but out loud when they were asking him questions he was like well Derek Chauvin shouldn't have been like using his badge for bad and you know he needs to be held accountable blah 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 but they didn't take juror number 36 out they left him right where he's at so the way how the jurors are being pulled to me this is my personal opinion remember this is my show some of you be arguing with me about my opinion on this here show yeah, no, stop doing that. Um, anyway, my opinion is they are picking the jurors who are going to side with the police because they are going to give us what we already fucking know. They're going to give him a low level offense, a slap on the wrist. Again, no justice, period. And the jurors that want to obviously bring justice to the family are getting thrown out and they're getting strikes because you can't have that like no we can't have a juror say that you know Derek uh excuse me George Floyd was murdered blah 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 he was murdered there was no reason for that man to have his knee on that man's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds there's nothing justified in that he wasn't resisting arrest his hands were already behind his back and he was already on the fucking ground thank you a lot of y'all forget that part which also leads me to the fact that Although they gave his family $27 million, that does not bring that little girl's father back. That does not bring back somebody's brother, somebody's uncle, somebody's cousin. Stop thinking that you can give these large sums of money and that's going to bring justice. It's not. The money, while yes, it will take care of bills and college and things of that nature, it's not going to bring the parent back to the kid. And all of you are aware of that. Now, Breonna Taylor, um, unfortunately it's been a whole year since she was murdered as well and her murderers are still running free like 
it's so fucking crazy how people will argue with you on Beyonce's internet about <laughs> the murdering of innocent unarmed black people and try to pull all the bullshit out of their ass even though it was you know proven um and when I say proven I mean like somebody's gonna be like oh well you know her boyfriend was selling drugs they dismissed all those charges like the man's was not selling drugs bro he used to but he wasn't selling drugs at the time like y'all are just bullshitting again to side with the cops and again here at mood af this is a black lives matter space this is safe space for black people so don't come to me telling me any bullshit about the cops and defending police officers while yes I know that not all yeah I was gonna say not all cops are bad cops but then I always remember there's that blue wall that they are not to snitch on their fellow brother officer so listen yeah I don't know what to tell you tell you about that one sorry sir anyway um which leads me to my next point which is stop Asian hate um I know some of you personally are not going to like this because some of you, I've read the tweets, I've read the commentary, and you feel like POC solidarity isn't a thing, which I completely understand where you are coming from. I'm not discussing that right now. That is a show for a later date because I need to gather receipts so everybody can see shit from both sides of the story and the spectrum. So yes, there are there there's we're we're gonna unpack that one day but this is not the time to unpack it i stand with stop asian hate i think it's fucked up i think it's disgusting how a white man commits a, a hate crime and gets a slap on the wrist like listen to the cop the cop said well he was just 21 i don't give a fuck whether he was 21 27 35 he was over the age of 18 he knew exactly what the fuck it is that he was doing Stop giving people slaps on the wrist and more specifically, stop giving white men slaps on the wrist for shit when they fuck up. Please, it's getting old. It's very performative. Don't nobody got time. Don't nobody want to hear that bullshit no more. Like y'all really on some next level. Not to mention, he was having a bad day. Do you know what I do when I'm having a bad day? I just don't talk to anybody and I smoke all day. Okay, that's what I do. I go, I smoke a blunt. I eat some good food. I'll postmate something. I'll do something that doesn't include killing people. Oh, well, he had, you know, a sex addiction. There are resources for that. Stop justifying white men doing terror acts and committing these fucking crimes and giving them slaps on the wrist. Because I'm going to say this until I'm blue in the face. Black people could not do that shit without y'all crucifying them. And I know there was that black man who slashed um, the Asian woman's face. I think it was either an Asian woman or an Asian man. I'm not 100% sure, but I know they attacked an Asian person. I'm not fucking condoning that behavior either. That shit was trash. Like he deserves all of the punishment that he should get because we we need to stop with that. Like chill out. Um, I don't understand. Like honestly... I don't understand why we can't give like yo white people when do y'all have like a, a a dialogue a discourse with y'all communities and be like stop fucking with people of color like they don't literally we literally don't bother anybody I can't speak for all people of color but I ain't gonna lie this some bullshit um stop Asian hate of course you already know how I feel about BLM 
that shit is always going to remain the same. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying we are going to get into all tea, all shade, and all offense about finding relationships in your mid to late 20s. And when I say relationships, I'm more, I'm speaking more specifically on friendships. Men, if you choose to wit, if you choose to stay throughout the duration of this episode, I agree. I think it'd be nice for y'all. Um, however, this show is more geared toward women, this specific episode, because it's imperative for us as women to have solid female relationships as you get older. It's imperative for us to have a solid group of girlfriends. However, once you cross the threshold of 24, shit starts getting real tough out here in these streets. I'm not gonna hold you, right? So we're getting into all tea, all shade, and all offense about cultivating female relationships and holding on to those bonds. So I'm a big stickler in I don't give a fuck about time. I don't give a fuck about how long I've been friends with a person. I, that shit, the the history shit, it goes out the window for me after a while. Um, More specifically within like the last year, year and a half, I realized that time and history does nothing for a friendship. Um, Unfortunately, I am grieving the loss of a person who is still alive, but I'm no longer close to them. And that was a friendship that I never thought was going to end like ever. And, you know, it's ended. It's been over a year now. And I'm not going to lie. Some days are harder than others. I miss this person terribly. But I understand that this person and I were just we were going in two different directions. And I wasn't going to be the person to continue to save this relationship. The shit was going downhill. And honestly, there was no way of fixing it. And that's okay. Now, I'm going to be honest I know when I am being a toxic friend. I know. I'm very aware of my behavior. But I feel like that's the fucking problem. When you are in these friendships, not everybody is holding themselves accountable to when they do toxic shit. Like, let's keep it real here, ladies. If your friend is up and when I say up, like, you know, shit going good for them, they happy, you know, they they in a relationship or they just found happiness from being single or, you know, they got a new promotion, they got a new apartment, they got whatever they got, but they up right now, right? And you're not doing so hot and your friend is coming to you to tell you how up they are. Nobody's being honest in that very moment and is going to tell their friend, Yo, sis, I ain't gonna lie. I'm OD happy for you. It's just, I have my own shit and I can't see past my own shit. And it's very dark in my world right now. So it's kind of hard for me to be happy for you because I am reveling in my own shit. Let's be real. Nobody's gonna fucking say that to their friend. Nobody nobody and I think we need to be honest with ourselves and start telling our friends like honestly how we feel like yo sis I want to be happy for you but I'm fucking miserable and I'm trying not to project my misery onto you a lot of you don't a lot of us I shouldn't say you I don't want to single anybody out but um a lot of us don't even realize when we are being the fucking toxic friend and how our misery is projecting onto our friendships and ruining them 
Think about it. If you got a friend that, you know, all they do is talk about the negative shit in their life every day and, you know, they just keep, oh, well, you know, this person, you know, they're so negative and they're, you know, down on their luck too. And I'm gonna talk shit about this person because they miserable, I'm miserable, but you're not like, yo, bro, I don't give a fuck about what anybody else is doing. I don't. <laughs> so if you miserable and then the person that you talking about, they're miserable too, but you're only talking about them because you're both miserable at the same fucking time. What, what are, that's counterproductive. Where are we going with this? We're not going anywhere productive with this conversation. So we shouldn't even have this conversation anymore. Period. Um, as far as us being honest with our friends, nobody wants to tell their friend that they should stop being codependent on their partner, like, or codependent on their friendship. Nobody wants to be like, yo, bro, I love you, but like, you're always texting me and it's negative, or you're always texting me and you're talking shit about somebody, or you're always texting me and the conversation is never about like me. It's always about you bitching and you throwing your problems at me and I can't have room to even say anything about my problems or you're not even giving me the respect to be like, hey, are you in a good mental space right now? Can I vent to you? And then some of y'all just don't keep the same energy. Like if I open my text thread, if I open our text thread and it's been me constantly reaching out, I'm not going to reach out to you. I'm just simply going to remove myself from the situation. A lot of y'all hate hearing that. I don't know why, but check your text threads. See when's the last time that person texted you. See when's the last time that person checked on you. I guarantee you when you start paying attention to when you stop reaching out and you stop being that person that texts everybody first, pay attention to who reaches out to you. I guarantee you, you're going to wake the fuck up. You're going to be like, oh, wow. And then another thing, um, shout out to my girl Tay because she can attest to this too. Uh, when you start working on yourself and you start loving yourself. Oh, also shout out to my sis, Kathy, cause she, we had this conversation too. When you start working on yourself and you start loving yourself more and you start realizing that you deserve better, you're going to pay attention to a lot of your friendships and you're going to be like, oh shit. Yeah. Nah, this breeds toxicity. This, this is a breeding ground for me. Right. I, like I said, I'm just speaking for myself right now. 60% of my friends are moms. That I understand. I understand. Did you hear what I said? I understand that you have a child and you cannot drop your kid on everybody. I get that. I understand that some of you have shitty baby fathers and that they don't even want to come see their kid for a weekend or they make life exponentially harder for you for no fucking reason. And I feel for you. So I understand that the friends that a lot of the friends that I want to kick it with their moms, like, and I get it. They have to have their, their kids with them or whatever, what may have you. I get it. But I am also cool auntie. And I'm also auntie that I don't want the babies to see certain things too soon. You understand what I'm saying? So I get it. Um, the other 40% of my friends that are childless, unfortunately, do not live in New York State. They don't. Um, which, you know, 
kind of saddens me, but um, I'm not moving back down there. If you know, you know, period. Um, I'm not moving there. So get that shit out your head. <laughs> but I say all this to say that the 40% of my friends that don't live in the same state as I do, I don't have the opportunity to see them. And then you have apps like Bumble. So I was on Bumble BFF. I'm, I still have the account. Um, and what sucks is you end up making a bunch of fucking internet pen pals because it's always going to be, we're going to hit each other up on Instagram. We're going to attempt to make plans. It's not going to work. And then we're just going to remain Instagram friends. Like I am so sick of that shit. Like I'm not going to do it. And then there's the people who y'all finally make plans. The day comes, niggas start moving funny. Like you decide to do that corny shit and hide your story from me from the day. I'm not going to snitch on myself, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm always going to find out. Don't worry about how, but I'm always find out when you hide your story and you're doing that whack shit, bro. I'm always going to know. I hate that. If something comes up on the day that we are supposed to link fucking be respectful of my time and tell me that write me and be like yo something came up my fault let's reschedule for another day or yo my fault kids I don't feel like hanging out today I don't feel like doing this I don't feel like doing that you know how much respect I would give you I would give you so much respect for that. But the minute you flake on me, the first time we were supposed to kick it, it's a dub for that. It's a dub for that. I'm not going out of my way to kick it with you again. That, that you wasted my time and I'm not about to waste yours. Because I understand that life happens. I'm one of the most understanding motherfuckers on the planet. Be honest with me. Communicate with me. Say, yo, I want to kick it with you, but I can't because some shit is coming up right now. Ah, ah, ah. I would get it. Right? cool as you grow not every friendship is meant to come with you elevation requires separation not everybody is meant to come on the journey with you um mal de ojo is a very real thing okay that's why as much as I love my tribe not all my tribe knows my dreams and goals they don't and that's because those shits are very sacred to me I protect those I don't want I'm not saying that anybody in my tribe is ill will or ill mannered or ill intended. That's not the case. But let's keep it real here. When our friends are up, sometimes we can't clap for their wins because we're too busy deep in our own shit that we can't even see straight. It's okay to be honest with your friends. A lot of y'all take, I shouldn't say, oh my God, I'm sorry. <laughs> a lot of y'all, but it is true. A lot of y'all do take the whole, your friend not being in constant contact with y'all so fucking personally. And it's not that. Some of y'all are too like stuck up your own ass to realize how you're not being a good friend. It's okay to admit that you are the toxic friend sometimes or that you're walking around with toxic traits. There's nothing fucking wrong with that. If anything, that shit is helping you realize, fuck, I'm not being a great friend right now. How can I improve? There are certain people in my life I wish like I could build better bonds with, but I know it's going to take them three to five business days to text me back. I'm not even going to waste my fucking time. I'm not. I'm not. I know that there are certain people that are cool with people I'm not cool with. Yeah, about that. 
people that speak together, they eat together. And if you're the one motherfucker that ain't in that circle, who you think is going to be the topic of conversation? Because you know, people love to talk. Think about it. We're women. We gossip about every fucking body. Man, woman, doesn't matter. We gossip. It's inevitable. But at the same time, are we all taking accountability and responsibility for that? No, we're not going to be like, yeah, I sit in my my friend group and talk shit. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. Come on, be honest. We're not going to tell our friends, yo, you're being a shitty friend right now. I don't appreciate you. We're not. We're just going to fucking grunt and mumble and, and groan and talk shit to our other friends to be like, yo, this bitch is really moving foul right now. And this is why friendships don't succeed. It's okay to lose friends that you've had for eight to 10 years because y'all have grown into two different people. It happens. You're not going to be the same friend that you were to me in the seventh grade at 25. I know that. But it's about being accountable and holding yourself accountable to the bullshit. I think a lot of us don't, we're not ready to have those conversations within ourselves. Like, you know what? How did I fuck this friendship up? Because we're too busy placing blame on the other party in order before we can even realize, yo, I've actually done some shitty shit in this friendship. It's okay. You're a fucking human. You're a person. It's okay. And I hate to say this, but I understand when chicks be like, my only friend is my boyfriend. Because who the fuck wants to deal with people that flake, people that, you know, move funny or y'all hang out and you think everything good, then you don't hear from them for a week, then they ghost you or they want to move funny and hide their story or they just want to be corny and talk shit about you to other people thinking that it's not going to get back to you. I see why chicks end up chilling with a man 90% of the time. It's not a codependency issue. It's just that trying to make friends with other females is very hard it's like dating you don't get you know what I mean like when you first meet somebody as much as you want to be like yo let's be friends let me open up and tell you about my whole fucking life you can't do that because you don't know the repercussions that's going to come from that as much as you want to be like, yes, bitch, let me tell you all about my day. Let me tell you all about how I did such and such with such and such person. As much as you want to do that when you first meet somebody, you can't because you don't even know how long you and this person are going to be friends for. It doesn't work that way, unfortunately. And why would you want to like open up your life to somebody and then y'all not even friends in six months, but y'all are going to be pen pals on social media. Yo, this person knows shit that they shouldn't even fucking know, but <laughs> I'm not friends with them, but they know this information about me. And then now we're just social media friends. So how do I know that this bitch not going to pull up my Instagram and show it to her new friend and start spilling tea about my life to this new friend that she just met? Shitty to think about. I understand that. I completely understand that. And I hate when people think, well, listen, let me let me clarify this. I understand where single women come in and they're like, yo, she's always where her man, she leaves her man for her friends. Da, 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 da. I understand that. I get that point. I do. And when I'm saying what I what I'm saying is the people that are the women that are always with their man out of the sake of being with their man for convenience and it's less drama and stress. I understand that too. 
Because imagine 60% of, put yourself in my position. 60% of my friends are moms. So I can't kick it with them the way how I want to kick it with them because it's either they can't find somebody to babysit or they have to bring the kid along. And then I try to be cool auntie and I have to be respectful auntie and I can't curse. I have to watch everything I say. And if you are new here, honey, I am vulgar as fuck. Okay. Fuck is fuck shit and bitch are like my three favorite curse words. Right. So it's that, um, I'm a big smoker. Okay. Big smoker. Um, and you can't like, I can't light up in front of your kid. That's rude. I would never, you know what I mean? There's certain shit you got to do. Then 40% of my friends, like I said, out of state, they don't live here. You have to think and plan ahead to see them. We're in a Ponderosa. It's not that simple. It's not one, two, three. I could just get on a plane and boom, boom, boom. So it's, it's a little difficult. You know what I mean? And then I get flaked on and people be hiding their stories and doing that whack bullshit that they be doing or whatever. I'm sure somebody's going to be like, I never hid my story from you, honey. I have the receipts. <laughs> I'm not going to just accuse you of doing something and then not have proof of why you did it, but whatever. Um, so yeah, I get it. I understand. It's okay. I'm not friends with mad people I went to high school with. I'm not friends with mad people I went to undergrad with. It happens. People outgrow each other. But at the same time, we're not taking accountability as women to admit when we are being a shitty friend. Nobody wants to tell a friend like, yo, low key, I'm hating right now, but I'm happy for you. But I'm just low key, a little jealous. Nobody's going to say that. What type of shit is that? Because guess what? It's going to be, why would I want to be friends with a girl that hates? But then when you are the friend that be cheering everybody on and you be sending niggas book long text message novels about how proud you are of them and how much they mean to you, stop doing that shit too. Pay attention to how many people send you them book long novels. Cause I can tell you right now, honey, it's very few and far between. Very few and far between do I get those, those same book long novels and I'll be clapping and I'll be cheering for everybody. And it sucks when you don't have anybody to clap and cheer for you. And I don't want people to be like, oh, but Nikita, I do clap and I do cheer for you. No, you don't. Because how many times have you ever shared a Mood AF podcast episode? You don't. I can tell you who I know off top. Reposts, reshares. I can tell you that. (laughs) I, I know. There's like a good few people I couldn't think of. But you know what? I Like I say, I always get more love from people who I don't know on the internet than the people I do know. And, you know, I'm okay with that because ain't shit I could really do about it (laughs) at this point. Um, You know what I mean? It is what it is. It sounds like a a, a fucked up. It's like kind of like a fucked up dilemma to be in. And like, I get it. Summertime is coming and, you know, it's nice weather and you want to get drinks and links. And I understand people have their own shit going on. I understand people got their own, you know, priorities and things like that. But we fail to communicate properly with each other. We fail to hear things out. We fail to process things and process emotions. We fail to hear our friends and listen to them vent for the sake of just listening. We are too busy listening to give them a fucking response. Stop doing that. You are invalidating your whole friend's feeling. Stop listening to give them a response. Just shut the fuck up and listen. It's not hard. 
you're not get, like because think about it imagine you venting to your friend and then all of a sudden the first thing that comes out their mouth is this toxic positivity bullshit that y'all like to do enough with that enough with that if your friend is going through a breakup do not say to them you deserve better right away stop doing that or get over him sis he was a bad guy shut the fuck up shut up that shit does not work for everybody. Y'all are being real and sensitive when you do that. Or you gaslight your friend. What are we doing? Y'all be on these apps talking about some, I want the perfect girl squad. You know, we all get into the bag. We all get into the money. We all this, we all this, we all this, we all that, right? How the fuck are we gonna do all of that? And yet we are not even being aware of our own insecurities, our own toxicity, our own flaws within our own selves. Y'all, let's be real here. We're not being transparent when we first meet somebody. We're sending our representatives. We're not being transparent and being like, yo, listen, I ain't gonna lie. When I'm in a piss mood, I'm, I'm rude. I tell all of my, yo, the girls in my tribe, they know. You gonna bring me around your, one of your friends I don't know, you know I'm gonna be stush as fuck for a good couple, a good half an hour, 45 minutes until I put my feelers out. I see what the vibes is. You know that. I tell them that off top and I'm like, yo, tell your friend, listen, this is my girl, Nick. I love her to death. Great girl. Very ambitious, very smart, very beautiful, whatever y'all be saying. But I will say this until she warms up to you, she's going to come off standoffish. Shit. I would tell your friend that, but that's just the, the uh, level of transparency that I have within self. Um, I don't want y'all to listen to this episode and feel like I'm bashing anybody in particular. I'm not bashing any of the people that I was friends with. I am friends with. That's not it. I just need us to continue to have realistic conversation because we're not having realistic conversation. We're not being real with ourselves. After 24, shit gets tough. It's hard to, I'm gonna be honest, sometimes it's hard to maintain relationships with people who are moms because if you're the only friend that doesn't have a kid, it's, it's like next level pulling teeth I'm adjusted to that shit I know I'll be like damn I get it you ain't got a sitter bro I understand ain't shit I could do or yeah I can't I ain't got the funds allocated for it right now you feel me I get that not everybody is gonna be as understanding a lot of people don't realize that they do fucked up shit today friend and a friend just cannot keep overlooking the bullshit and the fucked up shit that they've done so therefore the friend separates themselves it's all about taking accountability. We're grown women. We need to start. You can't want to hold other grown women accountable to bullshit that you're not even holding yourself accountable to. And I love y'all. I really do. I want us all to be great together. But we also have to be real and honest with ourselves. So I'm gonna leave y'all with that. Um, Thank you for joining me as always. This is Mood AF. My name is Nikita. I love you guys and I will see you next show.